What EOS is, it's a complete system and simple set of tools. It has a beginning, it has a middle, and it has an end. And we get to sequence tools and learnings into the company to help us get more traction and actually achieve the vision. Welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of wholesaling and house flipping businesses. The systems and automation that we discuss will help you build a real business instead of another job for yourself. From beginners to those doing hundreds of thousands a year, we go deep into the details and strategies that are working today. And now your host, Bill Allen. Hey everybody, welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. And today I have, we're going down this leadership track. So what you guys heard is, you know, we talked about some of the stuff from Flip Hacking Live and we spent a lot of time at Flip Hacking Live talking about leadership. Uh, the podcast right before this, you heard Jocko, no one bigger and better in my mind in leadership and have uh, be kind of a, a, a guide for me in leadership than his books and getting to meet him for, for the week was really amazing to spend some time with him. So I was honored to bring you him on the podcast. And now I'm even more excited to bring you the guest that I have today. And this is Dan Coleman. He's an EOS, so Entrepreneur Operating System, EOS implementer, uh, certified implementer. And he's also somebody that we just engaged in Blackjack Real Estate recently to be our EOS coach. So we needed help to run on EOS. We've been running on EOS for a while. If you guys listen to the podcast, you know I've talked about it. I've brought it up and we wanted to go pure EOS. So we'll talk about that today. And so I figured it would be great as we go down this leadership path and building your company and running an actual company to bring Dan on and talk about uh, some of his background, what he's done and what he's done for us. So Dan, welcome. I'm really happy to have you. Thanks for taking the time to, uh, to come on with me. Yeah, my pleasure, Bill. I was looking forward to this for the last couple of weeks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, you've told me, I know, I know a lot about you. We've spent some time together. We've been on multiple calls. You came down to uh, Nashville to implement for us for our last quarterly meeting and uh, like get, to get us going. So what I wanted to just, I, why don't you just share with everybody a little bit about your background, kind of sure. how you found EOS, some of that stuff. I think your story is really cool. Sure, man. My, my pleasure. So, um, I've been an entrepreneur all of my life. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't wake up and smell those roses, Bill, till I was in my late 20s. So I spent most of my 20s piling up the college degrees, thinking that's going to be my ticket. And finally got around and started my first business when I was about 28, 29 years old. And it was a holistic sports medicine clinic here in Southern California. And was fortunate enough to find a lot of success. So I was able to grow that to a small chain here in Southern California and I ran it successfully for about 12 years before I decided to sell off the entity. So um, what I haven't shared with a lot of people is the real reason I sold off that company. And the real reason I sold off that company was I had hit the ceiling of growth and I didn't know how to break through. So this was my pre-EOS traction days, right? So we were finding success, we were growing, I was hiring people, I was opening clinics, and then everything kind of came to this screeching halt and I became, I was working too hard. Um, I became growingly frustrated. All problems ran through me. I didn't have a system in place. I didn't have the right tools in place. And so frankly, I think a couple of the doctors that were working for me um, smelled my frustration, if you will. And so they approached me with a buyout opportunity, which I just leaped out. I just needed a break. I needed to clear my head, so I sold off that company. Um, and after about six months of regrouping, I decided that I was gonna go off and be an entrepreneur again. And so I went off into this kind of wonderful world of being an entrepreneur, 
where I experienced a, a couple of wins. So I got, I got, was fortunate a couple more times, but also experienced a couple of, um, Bill, what do you want to call them? Learning experiences, maybe? Sure. Yeah, I, yeah. Right? I've, had, I've had a few of those. Okay, there you go. And uh, I probably learned a lot more about myself in those learning experiences than I did, did in the wins. And about seven years ago, um, I teamed up with a friend of mine and we launched a business advisory and consulting effort or company and it was in the healthcare space. And frankly, we got a lot of traction. It was awesome. It was, it, we were making money. We were helping these companies. We were developing our own system until the Affordable Care Act showed up on the scene. And unfortunately, that changed our business model and compromised our clients uh, so much so that we decided to wind down that entity and probably a bit serendipitously for me, somebody gifted me the book Traction, which is right behind me. And Traction, it's an overview of EOS that stands for, like you said, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And I'm a reader of the business books, right? It's my hobby, my passion. And when I read that darn book, I, I gobbled it up in a couple of days. I just, I just devoured it. And when I read the book, I had a little bit of an epiphany, and uh, I call it an aha moment. And that aha moment, Bill, was that why am I trying to recreate the wheel or develop my own system to help other companies do better? This guy, and when I say this guy, I mean Gino Wickman, the founder of EOS. Gino has created the best wheel and system I've ever seen. Why don't I use this one? So... Um, I did, and I had, a, I, I, was, I had an investment in another company at that time, and so I read the book, and I said, I'm gonna do this, right? I'm, this, this book is speaking to me, these tools are uh, fantastic, and the way Gino pieced them together into a simple to use system, uh, notice that I didn't say always easy to use system, but simple to use, um, I said, let me do this, and so um, I self-implemented some of EOS into the company I had invested in, and frankly, it was great. And we found some success and the tools worked. Um, and then I got more curious around EOS and what's deeper into besides just self-implementing EOS. And that was about the exact time that I sold off that company. And then I discovered that um, uh, you can actually become trained uh, and go out into the world and help other companies succeed by implementing EOS. So I joined EOS Worldwide. I love, um, I love what they stand for and stood for, and we have our core value fit. So I went through the training, and this is about four years ago now, and so now I am uh, out in the world helping other entrepreneurial companies do better by implementing EOS with them in, inside their organizations. Awesome. Well, so you, you mentioned something in the beginning, and it's like hitting that ceiling, right? And uh, yeah, it, that's like one of the uh, exercises and things that you go through in this uh, EOS uh, uh, set up. So hitting the ceiling, like, you're talking to every single person that listens to this. We've all hit a ceiling at some point. We've all, all gotten to that point where we're like, I don't know how to get past this. Right. And so right. what I always see, just like, like we always talk about, we hit this, we'll hit this kind of point in our growth that we need to do something else. So it, it's like, it also looks like a set of stairs, the way I look at it. At least when I look back on my business over the last like five years, I, I'm, I'm this, these stair steps where I'll go for a little while, I'll hit, I'll hit this kind of ceiling and then I'll have to figure out how to bust through it. And yep. um, 
And so it's really cool to hear you, you, you hit that ceiling. You're basically like, I just don't know what to do. So I'm going to sell this company and go do something else. And yeah. that's what a lot of people do, or they get frustrated and they quit. Sometimes they just say like, Hey, I, I just hit, I can't do anymore. And I remember multiple times in my company, one was when Nate came in, I hit my ceiling and yeah. I was like, I, I just, I could coast like this. We did $1.3 million that year. And I wasn't, I mean, I was, I was working hard, but we could have continued to do that. I think yeah. as the market got tighter and it started to get more competitive, we probably would have started to decline a bit. But my, what I found was my staff wasn't feeling fulfilled. They weren't hitting the numbers that they wanted to hit. I was making money, but it just wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy yeah. business. So yeah. I got to the, that point where I was like, I got to figure out something. And I was working more in the coaching company, working more in seven figure flipping. And I realized that I wasn't giving them the need, the time that they needed and stuff like that. So I had to find a solution. So, and then we're continuously hitting ceilings and busting through them now. And that's what I think is cool about this EOS system is they're, they're, uh, they train you for that. Like it's, it's built around that. Like we look for the ceiling and then how do we get through it? We, we make sure that we are watching for that and we can adjust to that growth. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and I'll just tack on a thought that um, I coach all of my teams, as do most implementers, to, to encourage them to build something called three legs of a stool. It's, it's, uh, the philosophy is uh, captured in a book that my friend wrote. It's called Optimized for Growth. And it's all about how probably if you're in business, you should fill out the three legs of, of, of a stool, which means the first leg is have as many coaches and advisors in your corner that you need, whether they're CPAs or, or you know, um, lawyers or CEO coaches. So that would be the first leg. The second leg is be in a peer-to-peer -peer network, whether it's seven-figure flipping or Vistage. Or, there's a lot of peer-to-peer -peer networks, but you cannot replace that shared experience. And you can see how other people broke through the ceiling that you're talking about, Bill. So, that's the second leg. The third leg of the stool would be just run your company on a system. There's another, there's a number of systems out there. I've looked at most of them. EOS resonated with me. I think it's the simplest to use and it's the most holistic, but just choose an operating system and don't recreate the wheel yourself. And therefore, if you fill out these three legs of the stool, I think you're going to be better equipped to break that through that ceiling. By the way, Bill, when it happens, because I promise you it will happen, hitting the ceiling personally or in business always happens. It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. So you might as well get yourself equipped and enabled to break through that ceiling every time that it happens. Yeah. And not have to wait too long to do it. Right. Like not just keep right. going down the road, down the road, down the road. There's a the next level to everything that you have. Like you can get past there and just, you just have to figure out how, like, or who, like, who can yeah. I bring into it? So the, the one thing that I see that, that I just pulled from what you just said, those three legs of the stools. So you got those coaches. And what I, what I realized when, when I took over this company, this seven figure flipping company uh, recently is we've got, we had these coaches, these like high level people that were helping new investors, brand new investors that are just getting started and they couldn't resonate with us. We're doing 200 deals. They've never done a deal before. So I knew that that peer to peer network was so important to have somebody who's been there like three months before you, or is three months behind you, somebody that you can, I always, I, in my mind, I always see somebody like they're doing, you know, those, uh, those mud runs or Spartan races and stuff like that. Yeah. Like so, somebody's yeah. reaching up to ask for help and somebody's yeah. reaching down to pull them up. And so you got to have somebody there on each side of that person who's not like light years ahead of you. 
because yes. I realize I'm on these coaching calls and they're asking me questions and I have to ask my team because I haven't been in a house in three years. I haven't been uh, on the, on a phone, on a phone call for lead intake in years and years and years. So who better to help those people than my staff and my team who are doing it right now. So that's what I realized that I needed to do. And we needed to figure out how to put people that were closer to where they are and, and, and let, let me be somebody who's going to help them with the CEO COO relationship with, um, with the finances. Like I'm the CFO of the company still like figuring that right. stuff out, like looking at the net numbers and figuring out the big picture strategy, the stuff that I'm actually working on today. That's the peer to peers that I need to be talking to. Those are the people that I need to be coaching and helping and not yep. the people who are just trying to find their first deal and being able to find the right people to help those folks was important in our program. So that's kind of how I just built it and split up our programs inside of this, because what I really realizes I'm just not the guy that you should be talking to. Like I, I love, I can talk to you about it all day. Believe me, I'll right. talk about it, but I'm not in the trenches like my staff is and the other people that are right there with you doing their first deal, their second deal, their third deal. So um, yeah. I think that, just like you said, that stuff is important and everybody has a coach. I mean, we talked about a flip packing live in detail. Like everybody's the, the highest level performers have the most, like Walter was talking about mm. having a chiropractor and having like, yep. like, Carl Malone and John Stockton, guys that played in the NBA for some of the right. longest period of time on the dream team. These guys are eating right They're They got chiropractors that come in. They got shooting coaches. They got dribbling coaches, passing coaches. Like, yes. and he's going, I don't need that. He played like a couple years in the NBA. That's why. You <laughs> Such know? a great story. Yeah. So, okay. So, and then you also talked about kind of these, these like this, I, you didn't say failure. You said uh, learning experiences, right? Yeah, so, man. So Andy McFarland was my mentor when I joined Seven Figure Flipping like four years ago, four and a half years ago. And the first book that he gave me to read, read was Traction. And it was great. I just devoured that book just like you did. Yeah. I was like, man, I got to figure out how to do this and implement it myself. But he also gave me the Mike Tyson quote. And so I always think about it when people say that. It's like, it's getting punched in the face, right? Yeah, it's that's like, right. Those learning lessons are, and we get punched in the face over and over and over again in this business, any business we've ever done. And that's just it's in my mind ingrained in my mind. Like, what do you do afterwards? That's the, that's the biggest thing. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to get up? You're going to stay down. What is it? So, um, so that book traction, I read it. We self-implemented in our company. So, yeah. or I did yeah. myself. I tried to like loosely run even way before Nate, I tried to loosely yeah. run this thing off of traction where I'd have these meetings. I'd have this kind of scorecard kind of yep. that we would work on. We'd meet every quarter. Cause, uh, I didn't, I didn't live in Pensacola at the time. So I would come down and meet with my team every quarter and we do some form of the quarterly meeting. It was very just kind of like what's going on, but I was the right. guy, I was always the guy. It wasn't the necessarily the right people that people analyze or some of the other tools that are used in there. It's just so yeah. powerful. So what yeah. drew you to like, what was the thing that drew you to EOS? So you, I mean, you had been doing this, you were uh, helping other companies at the time and this thing, you said it spoke to you like, what do you think the tools in there for those of those people who have don't know anything about it? Sure. Like, what sure. is it about EOS that's so simple and so easy to use? Well, well I not think easy, that simple. It's simple, simple, not easy, right? So, so I think that um, what really uh, uh, spoke to me from the book Traction was that first of all, I had perspective, right? So I had been beat up in business. I had a couple of those learning experiences. I had hit the ceiling and growth with a company that I founded and would ran for 12 years and I became stuck. And so for whatever reason, the time was perfect for somebody to give me that book and it happened. And so the timing was good. I had perspective. I've been through the trenches. I've been knocked down. Hopefully you, you, you try to get up more times than you get knocked down and mm -hmm. keep going. Um, 
But what spoke to me was that when I read EOS, most of the tools, I already heard about them. They were called something different. They're like scorecard was called, you know, uh, uh, KPIs, right? Or even scoreboards. Accountability chart was org chart, mm-hmm. right? Vision traction organizer was a long-term plan and BHAGs and all these different things. So, so when I read the book, it took all of the, let me, let me start with a quick definition of what EOS is, if you don't mind. So, yeah, absolutely. So, it, so just to level set anybody that hasn't been exposed to EOS, EOS stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System, and it's overviewed in the book Traction that's behind me. And there's now five EOS books in our library that speak kind of to different parts of EOS. Okay, so what EOS is, is a complete system and simple set of business tools that helps organizations and companies in three macro or major areas that we call vision, traction, and healthy. Okay. So vision from the standpoint of we get the team to crystallize and clarify that vision with where you want to go, but also how you're going to get there and get everybody on the same page with that. Traction from the standpoint of bringing in discipline and accountability. So everywhere you look in your company or in your team, everybody's actually executing on that vision. And the third piece is healthy, which means what I help all my teams do, just like all implementers, EOS implementers, is we help to build a healthy, functional, cohesive team that actually can get traction and execute on that vision. Because, Bill, you, you probably know more than anybody that as goes your team, so goes your company, right? Yeah, if you absolutely. Don't have the right, if you don't have the right team in place, if you don't have uh, discipline and, and execution and traction and accountability, you, you'll never achieve your vision. So, so what EOS is, it's a complete system and simple set of tools. And most of the tools I had already heard of or tried to use in other shapes or forms inside the business, right? So what really, so circling back, that's a long-winded answer to you, to your question, circling back, what spoke to me the most was that it's a complete system. It's a, it has a beginning, it has a middle, and it has an end. And we get to sequence through the process, through the EOS proven process, sequence tools and learnings into the company to help us get more traction and actually achieve the vision. So the piece that spoke to me mostly was a, it was a complete system that, that connected the dots to all of the useful fundamental business tools that organizations should be using. Yeah, That's the I, highlight. I love that. I think the one thing that for me it was, is it was the accountability piece. Like I felt like I didn't have any accountability inside the company. I was just running. I was like on a treadmill running and there was no, no controls, no stop. I had no, like you said, there's a beginning, middle and end. There was no end in sight to what I was doing. It was just, I didn't have, didn't have a system. I had no, no idea. We were, we set some goals for the quarter. We wouldn't hit them. I wouldn't necessarily know exactly why. Um, each week I didn't have a meeting with everybody where they came with, like we have now, we have our to-dos for the week. Yeah. So it's a one-week thing. It's either you've, you've done it, it's got to be done in the end of the week. Yeah. And we yeah. show up at the meeting and if there's to-dos that aren't done, it's everybody is sitting there going, why, why didn't you do it? Like, and, and you, there's, there's none of this, oh, well, you know, I have all these excuses. It, it goes right in line with the extreme ownership concept that we talked about on the last podcast. Sure does. It's, sure does. it's right there. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I, I didn't get it done. This is why it's, it's my bad. Everybody's looking at you. Like you accepted the to-do on the, in the meeting the week before. You said, I'm going to get it done. And I didn't get it done. And this is why. But 
like we are sitting there looking at you and everybody's open and honest, which I love. There's a lot of these things that come from this that is just, we, uh, the, the other thing that I love is at the meetings, we kind of pull ourselves out of our seats of who we are and we work on the business. Everybody talks about that work on the business instead of in the business. Like, and it's just, it's like this cliche phrase now that everybody in the real estate business, everybody who thinks they're running a company says, but are you actually doing it? That's the question. Like, are you actually saying, I'm not the CEO, I'm not the COO, I'm not the marketing manager, I'm not the director of this and saying, I I mean, we have people in our quarterlies that say, I'm doing, I'm not, I'm going to, I need to put myself on the issues list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And and on that point, so this, this word of accountability, right? So when you're getting a business started, um, we see it time and time again, it's kind of the entrepreneurial curse sometimes where you, you take everything on your own shoulders, and you're running around trying to hold people accountable, right? Well, that's not sustainable. We only have so many hours a day, so much energy in the day, in the week, in the month, the quarter, of the year. Um, and so, one of the one of the another thing that resonated with me with the EOS system, the platform, and the, and the set of business tools is that when when the company is actually running on EOS, the the system of EOS with all of the tools working, what happens is it's a, a culture of accountability develops. So when you come to these level, it's called an L10 meeting in EOS lingo, a level, a leadership meeting every week. If you start showing up to that meeting and your stuff's not done and your rocks aren't on track and your to do's aren't done, then you're going to start to stand out like a sore thumb. And I actually go so, so far sometimes to tell my companies like, I want that for you. I want you to start feeling uncomfortable if your work is not done just when you show up to these meetings because you're really starting to let down the team, not just the owner that's running around trying to hold everybody accountable. It becomes a culture of accountability. So, and that speaks to, to Jocko's work and extreme ownership, like almost one for one, right? And the second thought that I'll add on there, Bill, is that, um, you know, leadership team. So, uh, I define, and EOS defines a leadership team as the three to seven people at the helm of the organization, like steering the company to great greatness, right? Um, and I realize a lot of your listeners don't have a full-blown company yet, and they're, they might be a, a, a solopreneur or one person, so they're still the leadership team for now. You're just, mm-hmm. that person or two people are wearing multiple hats, okay? Um, but anybody on a leadership team, um, I we try to get them connected to the fact that you got to get great at managing two activity streams really. So the first activity stream, this is just, I'm just sharing a mental framework right now. Um, the first activity stream is you got to run today's business, right? Uh, drive the activities, spin the plates, put out the fires. It's running today's business. And if you, if you run fast enough, then hopefully you'll get some dollars in the door every week and every month. But the second activity stream that in the beginning, most people aren't attached to is doing the big things that will help you build your business of tomorrow and help you achieve your vision, right? Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, I, I frequently or sometimes have teams that come back just in the beginning where they didn't get their biggest things done. They're called rocks in EOS, in the EOS world, which are um, the, the most important things, we, the big things we have to do every 90 days. And I've, I've heard more than a couple of times where the, the team member would say, well, I was too busy to get my rocks done because I was busy working in the business, right? So uh, 
going forward, hopefully the framework is you got to get good at two activity streams, running today's business, but also building the business of tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's important because a lot of times it's like the hamster wheel analogy, right? And just like the treadmill I was talking about, you're just, all you're doing is running today's business and you're not yes. looking at the future. You have no vision. You're not, yeah. and, and that's, that's what we, I mean, that's probably what a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are doing right now. They're just looking for the next deal. They're like, it's, yeah. it's so transactional in our, in our world that they're just looking for the next deal to fill up the coffer. But what happens is you go out and you might spend $8,000 to find the next deal and make nine. And then the same thing happens over and over again. You're not looking at the big picture. Like you're actually not making very much money. You're working for six, $7 yeah. an hour. And if you have staff, you might be losing money. So right. you got to lift yourself up. And that's, it's honestly like part of all, all of these things have come into play for me to figure out how to rebrand this company with this runway group that I created in this altitude group. That's in my right. mind, this altitude group, what I see is we've got these business owners that are, that are running hundred, they're making hundreds of thousand dollars in profit. They're, they're should have probably have a couple staff and they're trying to get up in, into the sky and the altitude, look forward, look at the vision down the road. And yep. Those are the people that can do that. But a lot of times what happens is those business owners, they get stuck down in the weeds, down on the ground, down in like, it, just dealing with the fires because they don't have the right people. Like you said, they don't have the people that they know that are a players that can go out and operate um, autonomously with uh, accountability built in. We finally got to the place in my company where I think we have the right people who can go do that. Yeah. Cause I mean, look, Nate and I went to a, um, we went to a predators game this week. We were invited by one of our bankers. It was fantastic. Thank you, uh, Jimmy. And um, we were up in one of those like sky boxes, right? And I heard Nate talking to him and uh, Jimmy is also a real estate investor in Chattanooga. So he was saying, Hey, this, I had this deal over here that you guys just sent out. It looks like it's doing, and Nate goes, I'm not really sure about uh, what that, what deal you're talking about. And I just, I'm listening to this going, man, how my COO doesn't know uh, because the team is taking care of that stuff. Like, yeah. so he is even removed from those day-to-day -day operations now. And we're starting to get to the point where our middle level managers, those managers are yes. starting to hold their own and be accountable. And he doesn't have to babysit them and get in their Cheerios all the time. So yeah. really awesome to see that start happening now. And when I overheard that, I just looked at him and I went, I said, yes, like this is good stuff. We are getting to the point where neither of us know what house they're talking about, what deal they're talking about, how much was made on, on that property, because he's able to elevate himself too and start working on going into the new markets that we're going into, doing all of those things. So um, yeah. it's really amazing stuff. So, so we've got this, okay, so we've talked about trash and we talked about EOS. Now I want to take it back a little bit. So for our listeners, like who, who is this, this kind of EOS, this entrepreneurial operating system right for? And like, so who is like, if I got somebody who's just by themselves, then you've got a, you've got a company that's doing, you know, I don't know, $500 million. Like what, what is the, like, what is their target client basically? Like who should be looking at this and using this? Sure. Let me frame it up like this. So first of all, essentially EOS, it has pieced, Gino Wickman has pieced together use, the useful practical business tools that work. I mean, working for the last hundred years, they'll be around for another thousand, right? So on that level, EOS is number one, it's industry agnostic. It works in every business. If there's people in the business, the tools will work, right? Um, there's three different levels of engagement. So if, if you come into, if you look at EOS, maybe you read the book Traction with the, with the goggles on, that these are just business fundamentals, they'll work in any business, okay? However, 
to engage with an EOS, there's different levels of engagement depending on where you are in your evolution of business, okay? There's three different ways you can get more knowledge on EOS and start to get it into your business. The first way is simply read some of the books. There's five business books on EOS and try to figure it out yourself and start to do the best you can with implementing it into your organization or your company. The second I kind of level up would be to go to the EOS Worldwide website. It's actually eosworldwide.com. And you can join Basecamp and you get some video training about how to implement the tools. And I think it's like 500 bucks a month and you could go on there and if you have the time, you could study it and implement on your own and become a self-implementer. And so that's one of the things that I did before I changed my journey and decided to become a certified EOS implementer. So I was a self-implementer. Or the next level up would be if you wanna know what it's like to actually engage with an EOS implementer, and you have a team and you're, doing a, uh, and you're growing your company, by the way, the sweet spot or kind of target market to engage with an EOS implementer is probably uh, you know, eight to 10 employees, up to 250 employees um, is probably 80% of our target market. It doesn't mean you, you can't engage with an implementer if you're smaller or bigger than that, because some of our clients are smaller and bigger than that. Um, usually between one or $2 million in revenue up to $100 million in revenue. And the psychographic of the target market to engage with the EOS implementer is, you, you gotta be open. You wanna be open and honest with your team. You gotta be gr focused on growth, right? Ideally focused on growth. And you just wanna do things better and break through a ceiling. And so you've probably ex been experiencing some frustration. So, so that's the, the long-winded answer to there's three levels to engage. The target market to engage with an implementer is in that, you know, one to two million up to 100 million, probably eight to 10 employees up to 250. You have to have that mindset of being open and honest and wanting to grow. And if you might be a little smaller than, than, than what I'm describing, EOS still works. Yeah. Go, to the EO, go to the EOS Worldwide website and down, download some of the free downloadable tools. Or... Um, engage on Basecamp, you know, and pay the money and learn some of this and get it in. But if you want to engage with an implementer, email my assistant. Uh, it's admin at rockattraction.com. I just want to be a resource and we'll happily uh, have a conversation with you and try to connect you with a great implementer in your area. Be our pleasure. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll include, so we'll include that in the show notes, guys, in yeah. case you want to get in, uh, a hold of uh, Talia. Um, so, so, you kind of just explained my journey. So you kind of like described it. So I read the book Traction. I tried to like loosely implement some of that stuff. And then yeah. Nate and I talked about it on a podcast that we did. When I hired Nate, the first thing that I, we said, so I, I do want to get into some of the Rocket Fuel stuff and some of the other books. So yeah, sure. I, had, I had him read Rocket Fuel, which is also a Gino Wickman book in the Traction Library and uh, or the EOS Library. And so what I had, uh, I had we both filled out that um, assessment, right? So the uh, visionary integrator assessment, and I saw where he was. And I said, hey, the first thing that we need to do is have you take over and just implement uh, EOS in the business. And because right. I've been like, I've been loosely operating off of this concept, this idea, we weren't doing L10 meetings, we weren't doing, uh, we weren't having specific rocks, we weren't doing the people analyzer, none of that stuff. I was just run, I was, I was in the hamster wheel on the treadmill. Okay. Yes. Uh, but yeah. I was, I was like loosely using some of those concepts to try to figure out, um, 
how, how I could bust through these ceilings, but I kept hitting them. Like I was hitting the ceiling and, and when they came in, I was at a ceiling and get really frustrated. And so I said, we've got to implement this. I know this will be the game changer for us for the next level. So he came in and he, he actually engaged on base camp. So he, right. I remember. he got base camp. We watched some of the videos, used some of the tools in there and he was implementing for us in that, um, at some of those, uh, him and I, him, him and I sat down and did our VTO together, like this idea. Yep. And we use that as this kind of training tool for him to see what my vision was for the company. And yep. so, but I really struggled filling that thing out and I always struggled with that. So we did that. And then, um, so we worked through, Nate was on base camp doing some of that stuff, trying to figure it out. And we, we did pretty well. Like it helped us. We actually brought somebody else in as well, had, had them help us, um, as well to get up and running. That was a lot of help to have somebody come in and, and kind of implement for us, uh, outside of us. And then what we did was at, at one point we got to, we got to a level recently and said, we've got to go like pure EOS. I want, I want an actual certified EOS implementer to come in. And that's when we, that's when we kind of reached out to you. So that was kind of our journey, right? We just kind of went up the, that ladder that way. Yeah. Figured out. Yeah. I, I remember when we were, when Nate was self-implementing, like we were self-implementing as a company and Nate was the like, quote unquote implementer for all of our quarterly meetings for, even when we had engaged somebody else, we still did some of our quarterlies. Like that, that person came in and did some of our stuff. It, it was, it was great. Like that was huge for us and helped us a lot. And what it, what it allowed us to do to have somebody else run those meetings was Nate could get involved in the meeting when we were self-implementing and Nate was running, yeah. the meeting, like he was a facilitator. He wasn't as engaged as he needed to be. And he was, he was unconsciously driving the decisions as well. Like he was, he was, it was very clear that he was like, all right, we're going to do this. I'm going to shift these things around. We're yeah. going to put it in this different order based on time. And it's in an order for a reason. Like there are That's three right. days in the first session for a reason. They, That's right. They talk about things this way for a reason. And for us, we were, went, it doesn't, it makes a lot more sense to do this than this than this. But when you came in and you were like, no, we're following the path. We're following the structure. It's this pure EOS. What we got out of that meeting with you was way different than anything we had gotten before mm. because we mm. were following the path that was designed for us, even though we didn't think like, we honestly were so arrogant, it seems in my mind that we <laughs> thought we knew better than the creator of this concept. And I, I was sorely yeah. mistaken because what came out of that meeting with you where it was, you know, you didn't have, you weren't, you weren't wholesaling and flipping houses. You didn't have a lot of background in real estate. You were just a business coach. And you yeah. were saying like, why are you guys doing that? What is that? Tell me more about that. Let me dig in here. And it was like this neutral third party that had just, just was listening to us and getting to know us as a team and going through the process the right way. And I, I read my three-year picture on this podcast uh, and I also did it at Flippacking Live. And this, yeah. is the, this is the first time that I feel like super confident. I mean, that wow. flow, our cause, our purpose, cause, passion just kind of flowed out of me somehow at that meeting. Yeah, that's um, great changing lives one house at a time. I was just like, why don't we just say that? Like that is, that's it. That's what we do. It was great. And, it was great. And, and it's, it was just about being there in the process, in the moment where everybody was, uh, you know, get, getting, you know, putting their input in delivering value and the managers and, and Nate were just able to be involved in it and not have to yeah. be the ones running the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. So I would add on to that bill that if, if you're getting engaged with the U S if you like the book, you download the tools, 
Um, beware of the pitfall of starting to cherry pick what works for you, right? And then morphing and thinking, uh, you know, maybe there's a better way to do it. So um, uh, some of the statistics around EOS and uh, apologies to EOS worldwide if I don't get them exactly correct, but there's more than 7,500 companies running on EOS now, fully running on EOS. There's about uh, thousands and thousands and thousands more companies that engage with some of the tools. So if you're going to look at it to, to, to ping off your story, just follow the process. And part of the reasons companies sometimes choose to go with an implementer is good implementers will get in the room and they won't let you do just the easy stuff, right? Just the stuff that is going to go smooth and avoid the painful stuff. We call it face the danger. So implementers, when they're in the room with your team, help you get after the stuff that's really holding you back, the elephants in the room, the things that are hurdles or obstacles from setting up that team to help you to, to uh, uh, actually achieve and arrive at your vision. And one more, one more little nugget is that as entrepreneurs, right, I'm thinking that most people in your communities uh, uh, are entrepreneurs. I think it's a, a difference between deciding on what you could do versus what you should be doing, right? Because we all think we can do a lot of this stuff. And frankly, if you want to implement, implement EOS into your own company, do it. You could, you could probably do it. But is it the best use of your time? And only you can decide that. Yeah. And are you going to get to that level, right? Like the, yeah. the, 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 really where you're going to reach traction. So there's like six key components, right? Really where you're going to yes. hit traction is getting to that certain level. And the interesting thing for me is I never really knew where we were, you know, like we're taking a pulse off of yeah. no baseline as an engineer. And when I'm yeah. doing experiments and science and everything yeah. like that, like, we're comparing results based on like some sort of hypothesis or something that we've created or previous experiment yeah. or things like that. And we, the litmus test just doesn't exist because we're <laughs> going, man, how, how are we doing? I don't know. It seems like we're doing pretty good. I but think it was working. Right. It was working, right, Bill? It was working. Yeah, yeah it was working, but it, absolutely. It was working, but there were some things that weren't working. So, and what I saw was every quarter I, and I, I feel like, we are just busting through the next level, right? We want to go to the next level. And yeah. what I saw when we talked to, when I talked to you is yeah. you were the clear path to the next level for us. Like the companies that you had worked with, the level of success that you've had and the uh, basically like the amount of time that you have spent doing this and how, how well you've done in the industry inside of EOS. For me, yeah. that was the, the attractor there. So yeah. I knew that if we were going to get to 80% strong, 90% strong, I mean, you... Yeah. I mean, you are focused as an, another entrepreneur effectively inside of EOS on becoming the best EOS implementer out there. Like that's right. what I got from you. And I, if I want to become the best company running right. EOS, I want yeah. to engage the best implementer out there too, who is yeah. driven, like you're driven, like I'm driven to do more in real estate. You're driven yeah. to make your companies more successful. So when I saw that, I saw your drive to make companies more successful that you got the wheel. I don't need to reinvent it. I want to just yeah. latch onto your wheel and say, Hey, yeah. you're, you want to come in and make my company as successful as possible. Come yeah. on, man. Come on in. Because yeah. we, we have very, very uh, similar core values. We have very similar uh, ways of thinking. And I know you don't, you don't get on airplanes to go fly out to companies. So yeah. I was like, Hey, this is challenge accepted. How can I, how can I get, <laughs> you know, a top EOS implementer to come out to Nashville and implement for my company. And so that I saw that, and that's what that's kind of what what I want to get 
across here is if this is, this is one of my coaches now, like one of the people that are in my, in my world, my, like you said, CPA, law firms, uh, EOS coach, like what, what are all of you guys doing to better yourself out there? Like if you're running a company, what, what is your plan? Like if you want to bust through the ceiling, what is it? You've got to, you, if you want to level up to the next level and keep going and keep going, and keep going. And yep. it, it doesn't have to be EOS. I'm just, I'm just putting this on the podcast, bringing Dan on to say yep. there's a lot of companies that we work with that are really big and they want to get bigger. And in order That's to right. get bigger, like you said, you've got to run on a system. And a lot of them are, and a lot of them are trying to self-implement or doing something like that. So I think like going, I, Nate and I both believe in EOS so much that we wanted to go out and find somebody who's, this is all they do. They're certified. It's a pure EOS system. And I think yeah. that's really helped us a lot. Our last meeting was, it's obvious to see kind of what we came out of there feeling just so good with those, those days that we had with you that it really moved, trying to kind of move the needle for us. And we're seeing our team, even like my staff is even more excited than they've ever been with yeah. bringing you in. So not only am I bringing in a coach for me and Nate, like the team sees that we are investing back in them and their success. Right. And we, we really believe in this company and this is a actual business. So like a lot of people are out there on a side hustle and that's fine. If you want to flip houses yeah. and wholesale houses as a side hustle, but really my, my marketplace, the people that I want to reach with this podcast are people who really want to build a business in a company that, that right. has the ability to run without them if they want. Or they can be as engaged and involved as they want to be. But it's a business. It's a company. You're, you're changing other people's lives, the employees. You're changing, you know, the, the neighborhoods, um, all of those, all the things that we do. Your investors are making more money. You are running a company just like you, if you had a bakery or if you had a shoe store or if you had a brick and mortar company. Like, it doesn't matter. Like Dan said, EOS can run any business, including real estate businesses. So what people don't see is they see, oh, I'm just a house flipper, a wholesaler. Like, I'm not running a business. Well, if you're not thinking of this like a business, it does not have a future. You have no plan right. going forward. You have no vision. You're on the hamster wheel, just making money, actively making money. And that's yeah. okay. if that's what you want to do right now, and that's where you are in your world, fine. But if you want to run a business, this is one of those ways to get to like actually design and build out a company that on a previous system that's or on a on a system that is proven, a proven process, right? So yeah, that, yeah, that's right. And I'll just add on to that bill that it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with having a lifestyle business where you're not really focused on growth. You just want to do some deals here and there. Maybe it's maybe real estate and flipping is a little bit of a hobby and it's uh, supplementing your full-time job. But, um, and I would still, I would still encourage you to engage with the system and business tools because it's still a business. But when you get really serious about ju jumping over that, that gap, that, that, um, that trough to make it a real business, then um, I would strongly suggest and recommend you engage with those three legs of the stool. So get into peer-to-peer -peer network, right, of other like-minded people that can pull you up and you can learn from them. Have coaches and advisors in your corner and just choose a system. Don't try to recreate it yourself. There are some brilliant ones out there. EOS resonated with you, it resonated with me. I'm probably partial and biased. I think it's the best one on the planet, but um, just choose a system. If you do those three things, you're going to get a lot more traction and have a better chance of achieving your vision.
Yeah, I'll tell you why it resonated with me. It's because my coach at the time, Andy McFarland, told me, here's the book, read this, go do this. And I said, <laughs> okay, done. Like, done. I'm doing it. I, yeah. I, that's what you do? Fine. That's what I'm going to do. And he was self-implementing and loosely operating off of that system too. Yes. So that's, I said, okay, I'm going to do that same thing. Why am I going to pay money for bring somebody in? I'm just going to do it myself. And that's yes. what we do all the time. I mean, if you're a Flip Hacking Live, you heard it. I talked about this Dan Sullivan idea of the who, not the how. Like, we always just right. try to figure it out and do it ourselves. Like you said, Dan, it might not yeah. be the best use of your time to self-implement. Like, yeah. how much are you paying yourself minimum wage to self-implement for a company that you could be making tens of, or hundreds of thousands of dollars doing the things that you know how to do best and you bring in yeah. the expert who knows what they know. They already know how to do it. Why do you need to learn how to do it when you can find the who that already knows how to do it? You don't need to find the how. So that's, that's right. Okay. So, so I, if you look, if you're newer to listen to this and you're, you're going, man, these guys are talking about like hundred million dollar companies and all this stuff yeah. and these really big businesses. Like Dan said, just go, go re check out the book, read the book, see if it's interesting. Yeah. You will learn concepts off. When I was, Andy gave me that book when I was on my own, I was a one man show. I had just hired Didi, my first uh, lead intake manager. And I just worked, worked through some of that. Some of those ideas and concepts in my mind, just, it was more of like a vision for where I want to get to than it was what I needed right now. And that's okay. Yeah. So you might not need this podcast right now, but it's right. going into your head, you're listening to it and you can pull from it in the future when you get to that point where you have three to five employees and you go, hey, what was that system that Bill was talking about on the podcast? Yeah. What was that book? I'm ready to read this right now. So yes. So let's let's go back to like these books. So we got some books in the, in the portfolio, right? For uh, Gina Wick doing the traction in EOS. So- mm -hmm. What are they? Um, what are the books that they have? And then who would you recommend kind of, where should they start to read that? And then I'll kind of tell the story of where I started maybe. Sure. So, so there's five books in the EOS library at this point. So Traction is the overview of EOS, the operation, uh, the entrepreneurial operating system. So that's, that's always a great place to start. You can start anywhere you want. They're not sequenced in any way, shape or form, but that's a great way to get an overview. Um, Another one of the books is Get a Grip, and Get a Grip was co-authored with uh, the former visionary of EOS with Gina Wickman, Mike Payton, and that's a, um, uh, that book is, tells a fictitious tale of a company that is growing, finding success, then um, hits that ceiling of growth, and how they break through, they actually engage with the EOS implementer, and how they implement the system and tools, and how they break through that ceiling. Um, the next book is called Rocket Fuel. And Rocket Fuel, you read it with Nate, Rocket Fuel speaks to the power and the opportunity and the potential uh, of getting the relationship to be world-class between your visionary and your integrator. And if you can do that, so you, you, were, the, you were the visionary and integrator mm -hmm. sitting in both seats before Nate came on board. And when Nate came on board and occupied, he was the right person in the right seat for your integrator seat on your accountability chart, that really feeds you up to go do visionary stuff, right? And so the Rocket Fuel book is all about how do you, how do you maximize that relationship when you have a visionary integrator kind of dynamic duo inside your organization, okay? The two other books are, one is called What the Heck is EOS? It's kind of a, a smaller, simplified version of traction, and I recommend for anybody outside of the leadership team and all of my companies, I make sure they get a copy of what the heck is, is EOS. Um, it's straight to the point and it's all about what the heck is EOS, right? So that's uh, uh, number four. And number five is how to be a great boss. Um, Co-author with Gina Wickman and Renee Bohr. 
how to be a great boss takes the, it, this is um, probably not perfect, but it's my perception. It takes the 10,000 books on the subject matter of how to be a stronger leader and how to be a stronger manager and it puts it into a book with an easy to use formula about how to be, become a better leader and a better manager. And so those are the five books, start anywhere you want. Um, uh, Traction is always the go-to. That was the first book and it's my favorite business book of all time. Yeah, I, so I read Traction and then I kind of stumbled across this book, Get a Grip, and I, yep. listened, I listened to it. I would, I, yeah. I would recommend listening to that one. I really love it because it's almost like- it's great. It's, it was very quick. Uh, I could get, to, I think I got through it in like a day actually yeah. I was on a drive and I was like, wow, I immediately texted Nate and I was like, you've got to read this. It was right before one of our quarterly meetings we were about to do. It's like, you got to read this right now. And yeah. he read it and he was like, whoa, yeah, this is great. Cause it tells the story of another company going through yeah. the, I'm, I'm sitting here going, I'm, I'm listening to it going, that's us. That's us. This is me. Yes. This is me. I'm right here. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in like, I'm like halfway through the book. That's where I am. And so it, it was really cool to, to kind of see that. And it's almost like the practical application of that in a fictitious company. And that's, yeah. that's what I really enjoyed listening to because I reached out to Nate and I was like, dude, we need to do this. We need, because we were self-implementing at that time. I was like, we got it. We should yeah, yeah, do yeah. this part. This is, look how, look how powerful it was for this company. And uh, we had already read Rocket Fuel. So we read Traction, then we read Rocket Fuel because we were at the point, the visionary integrator, um, uh, bringing in an integrator and then uh, get a grip. And uh, so then what the heck is EOS? We just bought for all of our team right after you Fantastic. came, we bought it for everybody else that is not on the leadership team. So we bought a lot of copies of that and then yeah. uh, how to be a great boss. Obviously I'm in the middle of reading that because you brought it for me. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so some great stuff. I'm almost complete with the series right now. And each one of them brings something different to the table for, for me. So um, really, really good stuff. I, wherever you are, I would say, Get a grip is very easy to just kind of, without having to learn all the concepts and everything, you just kind of hear the story. And if you can see yourself in that business, having those problems in that story, then I would say take the next step and pick up traction. Um, instead of maybe starting from, if you're an engineer like me, no problem starting with traction. But I hear it from a lot of people. They're like, man, this book, this book makes a lot of sense, but there's, there's a lot of concepts in here that I can't maybe put into practical. Uh, I can't. I can't in my mind put it into my company. And I, that, so then I say to them, go read, get a grip or listen to it and then come back to traction and you'll get it. So I think, yeah, so. I agree. And I'll just, I'll just say that traction is almost the operational manual for EOS. It's the, um, you know, instructions and overview of the tools and the system and piecing them together. Get a grip, uh, provides context, right? So traction kind of tells you what to do and get a grip shows you how it can be done with a, with a uh, fictitious tale of a company that goes through the trials and tribulations of, of growing, hitting the ceiling, implementing a system and breaking through that ceiling and becoming more of a self-managing company. So yeah. good input there. Yep, absolutely. So, okay, we, you, you mentioned right people, right seat. That is probably yeah. one of the biggest things that I got yeah. out. The accountability chart, right people, right seat. That, yeah. and you, you, you talked about, if you got a company with people, this, the people are the most important. And when I was in, we were talking about Flip Packing Live, everybody saw my staff come on. My, they've been on the podcast uh, recently. We just played yeah. Val's presentation and Chad's, Chad's presentation from Flip Packing Live on the podcast. And you got to meet everybody. And those people that we have, they are the system. We talk about systems and systems and in, in like 
this yeah. podcast, everything that we do, you got to have these systems, you got to build in these systems. The right people in the right seats is the hands down the best system that you could possibly have in your business. So uh, that's what that's what's really powerful here is it is this operating system, but it's also a way to build out your company and and analyze the people that you have and the, build the core values and all of this stuff comes into play. Basically, everything we talked about at Flip Hacking Live, if you were there, it, yes. it's, it, it almost is like piece by piece from this. You saw all my staff up on stage doing presentations or if you're a VIP, you heard them in the question and answer or if you networked with them during the event. They're just, we have been able to build this culture, this core values inside the company because we operate on the system and people were weeding themselves out and the right people were saying, yes, I like this. And now that we have this, you know, one year, three year, seven year picture that we created with you, it's like now I can really see how we bring in the right people and we keep the right people. And we, we, we're developing the future leaders of this company. It's always been in the back of my mind and Nate and I have been talking about that and doing it. But now I feel like yeah. we have the tools that we need to present to them when the, when the A player shows up. Where before it was like, do you, do you like me? Do you think that yeah. I can beat you? Like I had to be, I had to carry everything on my shoulders and be the leader for them and cast the vision for them. And then if, if we had the wrong people in there, then they were, we've had some people come in that may have been a players that left because yeah, yeah. we had maybe some, some B players or some, some people who were just and potentially the right people in the wrong seat or the wrong yeah. people in the right seat. Like we had all yeah. of those people. So now it's really cool that that is it like that. That I think is the game changer in business. When you can attract the right people, you can build up the right people and you can motivate them and hold them accountable. And, and like you said, they start holding themselves accountable. You don't even yeah. have to, it, we're not micromanaging anybody. They're going, ah, my, my perform or my team or my staff or, you know, they're hiring and they're training their own people now. It's really cool to see. Yeah, that's right. And you know, I just, I just have to share this. Okay. Cause yeah. I was, I was at flip, ha uh, flip, flip hacking live for a couple of days. Um, and a little bit of context first, and then a, uh, uh, an ex my experience that I had um, at your awesome conference. First is that in the EOS toolbox, there's 20 EOS powerful tools to help businesses go better, right? One of the fundamental, um, probably most important tools, I always say the root of all evil is in the accountability chart. And just for some context, accountability chart is an org chart on steroids and we call it accountability chart because it brings in singular accountability for who is accountable for what. So when something gets messed up or something's not going, not is not going well, we know exactly who's accountable for that. Right. And building an accountability chart, um, some of the couple of high level rules just for some context is you have to, you got to create the right structure for your organization to get to the next level. Okay, it's the right structure first, and then get really clear about all the roles and all of the seats in your accountability chart. And then we start to consider, do we have the right people in the right seats? And this is where I wanna share. So right people, right seats means a couple of different things. So you, you gotta have the right structure and accountability chart first, right, for your company. But right people means a core value fit. And a core value fit means do you have your core values as an organization really dialed in so that when you perpetuate those core values, you build a company culture centered around those core values? And it's got to, it, it, it creates a couple of effects. The first thing that it creates is the people that might be in your company or in your ecosystem now that aren't a core value fit, 
they'll probably start to fill out a place and, and more comfortably exit, right? And frankly, you want that. And the other, th the other effect that, that it creates is people will want to come be part of that community or part of your organization. People that when they show up, it's like, wow, this is, you know, this, these are my people. This is, this is, I have a core value fit with these people in the room. So we, I do that for all my companies, the EOS implementers get your core, help you to get your core values dialed in. And then when you perpetuate that, you build this culture around your core values. Okay. So right people, right seats means are they in the right seat on your accountability chart, doing the right things, being accountable and have the skill sets to do that. So having right people core value fit in the right seats is critical to getting to the next level. Okay. So there's the, there's the, uh, the EOS context, right? Um, so here's my experience. Bill, I gotta, I gotta tell you, um, I've been to a lot of conferences and when I left your conference and I shared this with you and I shared this with Nate, the, the single thing that stuck with me was the culture, the core values of people in that room. It was kind of like a love fest. <laughs> if I can say that it's wow, these people are, are walking the talk and the core values are so strong in, in the room. I, I've been to a lot of conferences. That's not always the case. That's hard to pull off. So congratulations to you. And I couldn't be more, I was so happy to be there and to have that experience. Forget about, you know, your world-class speakers and Jocko and, and, and your content and everybody up on stage. It was the culture that I left with that it was like, wow, that's the game changer right there. That's the magic. If you could get your core values and your culture right, get the right people in the right seats, uh, I think the sky's the limit. So congratulations, my friend. Well, I appreciate that. And, it, yeah. you know, I, I really do. Thank you very much. I, I, and I, I really do feel like it's, this has been years and years of, of putting ourselves out there, be, you know, being authentic, being who we are, and then really attracting the right people to, and, yeah. and like you said, you kind of like deflect the people who don't want to be a part of it. It's just, that's in my mind, that's, that's all this, this event was about is just being like authentic up on stage, t telling, telling some stories about me and, and other people and, and at, d at delivering as much content and value as humanly possible in three days where people just leave better than they came. And if right. we leave better than they came, then we were successful. We did what we needed to do. And then they choose whether they want to walk on this path with us if they're ready. And this wasn't a, you know, it, you know, we have a mastermind group. We have two different groups and it wasn't a, you have to join us. You have to be in this. It's, it's, Hey, do you see yourself fitting in here? And in fact, I, even on stage, I said, look, if, if you're going to take all of your money and put it into this mastermind group and have nothing, you, this is not the right time for you. Go Go make some more yeah. money and come back next year yeah. and join us next year. You know, when the time's right, you'll know. And right. we, you know, I don't want somebody who's who needs to, you know, do a deal in the first month to pay for the rest of the year with us. That's that's not the decision to make to to come with us. Um, so, you you said you said something that resonated with me massively. You said they want to be a part of it. Like when you put your kind of core values out there, other people want to be a part of it. Well, I always yeah. said that even when I started the company, I remember in my quarterly meetings when it was just me in Pensacola and it's me and like three people. And I said, guys, I want this to be a company where people are knocking on the door to get in and want to be, want to get a job, but they can't because yeah. we're full. We're full to capacity. But what I wasn't doing then, so I said that over and over, every quarter I said that. What I wasn't doing is I, I didn't have my core values. I didn't have my, 
my three-year, five-year, 10-year picture. I did it. It wasn't crystal clear to me. My vision was not documented on paper. The VTO wasn't strong. So what we weren't doing is we weren't exuding that. Like it, that wasn't being, being sent out to the world so that yeah. people would be attracted to it. And, but I had, I, I always said that's what I wanted. I just didn't know how to get there. Right. So right. now I, now I do like after this, this time that we spent together, I really feel like like now I've been, I'm more confident than ever that people are going to hear us on this podcast. They're going to hear my staff. They're going to be getting trained by my staff. I'm going to get emails like, Hey, do you, are you hiring? Are you looking for anybody? Do you need help? Yeah. Like, what can I, I want to be a part of this. And that's what I saw about, at Flip Hacking Live was, is my staff on stage, Nate, like me, everybody, it's just basically sending our vibe out to the, the 650 people that were there and seeing yeah. people say, I want to be a part of this. I really love what you guys are doing. And that was really, to me, was, was you, were, you were responsible for some of that with our days yeah, together cool. in Nashville. So cool, thank you too for like really, like it was like the nail in the coffin for me to say, okay, I'm going the right direction. Because three months ago or four months ago when I bought this company, I was not sh- like, I had sleepless nights. I was up, uh, I was sleeping three hours, waking up at two 30 in the morning and just working in here on where I want to go and the vision that I want to take this thing. And I wasn't sure, like I wasn't sure. I knew this event was going to solidify it for us. So, you know, with, with help from you, with help from everybody else, the staff, all the team, all the speakers, everybody that came together and just put on probably like hands down the best conference I've ever been to too, of course. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. But it was, it was really incredible to see. I've never seen energy go up over three days. I've always seen it come down. And I felt like at the end, people just did not want to leave. They're like, can I just get two more days of this, three more days? I mean, on, on Friday night, I'm sitting there. I, I was supposed to do a session from 7.30 to 9. We went till 9.40. And then I was sitting there till 11 o'clock answering questions, shaking hands, taking photos and stuff like that. And I was like, I got to be up in the morning to start this all over again. Are you guys tired? Like it's 11 yeah. o'clock at night. You've been here since <laughs> 8 a.m. What are you doing? Yeah, awesome. That was cool. That is so awesome. Yeah. So, so just, just to really drive the point home about this, the core values is if you get your core values right, it's going to attract those people. So your core values attracted me, right? I said, yes, I think yeah. we're a core value fit. But, but not only if, if you don't have a full-blown organization and you're not doing this work full-time, even if you're just a hobbyist or, or you're, you're, you know, you're flipping homes or doing investments, occasionally you still have a full-time job, you're thinking about starting to scale and take it more seriously, I would strongly uh, recommend you know, putting some thought into what your core values are as a person so that the first, your first hire, the first person you want to partner up with, whether it's an, a virtual assistant or um, you know, somebody's going to be out there meeting with potential finding deals for you or whatever it is, have a discussion and try to get in as much alignment, alignment as possible around, are you guys aligned with your core values? Because if you're not, the relationship will probably be short term and you won't be able to retain them. And then you just have this turning machine where you have to keep uh, you know, hiring different people. So that's, yeah. that's, my, uh, my, that's my recommendation. I agree. I think that's the number one thing. And that's why we spent so much time on it at the event. You know, I was yeah. talking every, I, we mentioned it over and over and you guys heard on the last podcast with Jocko, extreme ownership is one of my core values now. Uh, right. And we, we, we had to put it in. Like we, we were operating off of, you know, that was like the field manual extreme ownership book was a, like the field manual of the company for, between me and Nate for a long time, even like, that's right. in addition with EOS, but those kind of concepts, those laws of combat that we talked about um, on the last podcast, that is to me what, 
we had to have like it's and it, it's anyway core values that if you take one thing away from this yeah that should be it obviously eos is a fantastic tool it's a fantastic system to operate on and uh, but the core values like if you're not ready for that you absolutely have to have know that because that's what i didn't realize that's what i found we there are people violating some of those core values of mine and yeah. that, that's why i couldn't pinpoint what what was what was wrong like what was going on so yeah. all right we could we could def we could do this for two more hours like we, there's we could talk about all the other parts of eos all the yeah. all the other things that anytime we we mentioned another kind of tool we're going to go down another uh rabbit trail on, on yeah, what yeah. it is and what Fun. it's the intel story so um i i'd like in wrapping this up sure let's say you, you mentioned some different ways of different people that were all, that that are at a different kind of uh, time and area. If it's just one person to uh, pick up the book and read it, if they want to find out more, but they're not ready for an implementer, go to eosworldwide.com and and look at the um, kind of toolbox that they have there. And then the other option is to kind of like email your assistant to find an implementer if they're ready for that. So um, right. you want to just want to wrap up like uh, how they can, what that email address was again, and how they should get in contact with you. That yeah, way. sure. You got it. You got it. Just, just to recap. So if you're curious, buy the books, start reading the books, see what resonates with you. That's a great place to start. Start implementing tools, depending on the size of your organization. If you're a one man band so far. If you've got, you know, you know, five, five, 10, 15, 20 people, that's, that's one way to do it. Uh, and the next level is you can gauge in the EOS worldwide website and you, there's an opportunity there to join the monthly platform. It's called Basecamp and you get access to some of our video trainings about how to do this. So if you have the bandwidth capacity uh, and you want to do it that way and you just want to figure it out, that, that's another opportunity. But if, you, if you're probably a little bit bigger of an organization, you're doing a lot of deals, you're starting to build out your team and you want to see what it's like to engage with a uh, you know, professional or certified EOS implementer that has gone through the training that is only doing this work and is more of a specialist with just helping companies go bigger, better, faster and help you get more out of your company, um, then just email my assistant. Let us know a few things um, around where are you, like how big is your team maybe, and then where are you geographically in the United States. And between me and my assistant, we'll sit down and try to find a, a right fit EOS implementer and connect you to with somebody in your area that, or that serves your area, and you guys can have a great conversation around what that would actually look like to engage with a certified or professional EOS implementer. Oh, and that uh, my assistant's email address is admin at rockettraction.com. Okay. Our rocket. website is, is rockettraction.com, but her, that's her email. Cool. Rockettraction.com. And guys, I'm, I'm just going to jump in here. D don't email Dan unless you're ready for that. Okay. And when you're ready for that, you, you know, when you're ready for that. Thanks. So this is, this is like our high level altitude people are um, seven figure club type clients, the people who are doing, uh, you know, a million dollars in profit or so a year. So, you know, it, in there, maybe even you're doing 500,000 and up where well, you've got a team, you're ready for this. It's an investment yeah. in your business. Um, please don't waste their time with uh, uh, questions yeah. about the book or things like that. Um, if you want to say thank you, uh, maybe that's fine. But to please, to just don't, I don't, what I don't want is every single person listening to this podcast, just bombard them with emails. He was nice enough to give out the email address of his assistant. Um, please yeah. don't bury her in emails. Thank you. When you're ready for Thanks, it, you yeah. can do it. I, I know. I know what happens on these things. People will uh, <laughs> ask you like simple questions or, hey, what was the name of that book again? And things like that. If you guys have questions about that stuff, send it to, you can send it to us. But um, uh, please, you know, obviously respect Dan's time. He's, uh, it, it, his time's valuable. So yeah, uh, hey, okay. just one, one, one last little piece. So just to recap, um, if you're ready, email my assistant. But 
All of these resources are at the eosworldwide.com website. Free downloadable tools, access to Basecamp. Feel free to go there. Yep. And if you're and, ready, email Talina. Yeah, and, and Dan, the cool thing that I, I talked to Dan about is he, he's, he's interested in helping our clients, the people who are high level that are looking for an implementer to find the right one in your area. So that's kind of the, the help that you would get there. So you I'm can go, you can go, the thing is when we were going to look for a you know, pure EOS consultant, we had to go through lots of, we did interviews. We, we weren't sure if we wanted somebody local or somebody far away. We, we looked at lots of different people and yeah. it is a, it's a bit overwhelming. I'll tell you that. So uh, it's really nice to have uh, Dan as a resource. If you're ready to find somebody that could be in your area or somebody that might fit with you really well, then um, the fact that he's willing to do that is awesome. So thank you, Dan, for that. Um, welcome. You guys have heard, we're kind of going through this leadership path, right? Jocko, now Dan, and then coming up, we're going to be talking about a little bit more leadership, kind of the CEO, COO relationship type stuff. And I've said it in the past and Nate and I are going to do an event in December. So we mentioned it before, before Flip Hacking Live, but we're going to do a, uh, an event for some of the people, just like the people Dan are talking about, who are ready for EOS, the higher level folks who ha either have the visionary integrator relationship right now, so they have an integrator, so you have a COO in your company, or you're ready to hire one like right now, like you need one. You're, you might be listening to this podcast going, oh my gosh, like this is exactly what I need. I need EOS, I need an implementer. I'm working, I'm on the hamster wheel. We're doing, you know, 500,000, a million dollars a year. I'm ready for this uh, implementer to come in. So if that's you, if you're ready, you're, you've got a business that's operating, you've got multiple people, you're ready to hire a, a COO or you have a COO, Nate and I are doing our first CEO COO event in December. It's December 6th and 7th. It's going to be in Nashville and we're going to spend time. Uh, we're working, we're still working on the, the entire plan, but the first day is going to be a lot around who should I hire? When should I hire the COO? What should I pay them? What does it look like? What is the, um, uh, what does that job entail? Uh, what are some of the pitfalls and downfalls that Nate and I saw as he came in? And um, what are some things that you guys can shortcut cut the learning process? So what did we see that we didn't expect? What did we expect and we didn't see? All of the lessons learned that we have. And then the second day, we're going to spend time on kind of building out your team. Who are you looking for? Who should you hire? When should you hire them? What does the structure look like? What's the interview process? Because we know that that is the number one thing to growing and building this business. Just like we talked about, the right people, yeah. the right seats, having that proper accountability chart. And we'll work through, it's gonna be a small event. There's not a ton of people that are coming. Um, we do, I don't want to fill it up. It's not gonna be just, you can pay and you can come. You have to qualify for it. You gotta be ready for it. You either, you either have to come with your COO or you're ready to hire one and you tell us, hey, I'm ready, this is it. It's not about, for me, it's not about, uh, taking people's money for this event. This event is pennies on the dollar for what it's going to cost you to hire, train, and bring on a COO, the, the wrong COO, right? You bring on the right one the first time, it's a game changer. You bring on the wrong one, it could be very, very expensive for your time and everything else. So we want to figure out a way. This is our first one. We're going to, we're going to get going with it. And if it's successful, we're going to continue to do it. And so our seven-figure club members, so if you're a seven-figure club, so if you hit a million dollars or more in profit for the last year, you've got a seven-figure club award, you're in our mastermind group, then you guys, this, you're coming to this event. So the, the seven-figure altitude members, if you guys are ready for this and you're listening to this and you're at a level where you're ready to hire a COO and you don't just want to come to another meeting, then you guys are going to get a great discount on this event. And if you're not in our mastermind groups or you're not a part of our programs or anything like that, you can still come. This is the, the, the one event outside of Flip Hacking Live that is open to you guys too. So anybody can come to this. So if you guys are hearing this and you're ready to go, 
you can send me any, send us an email info at houseflippinghq.com. Just put CEO, COO event in the subject line and then I'll respond to your email and we'll get you the application to set up and Nate and I will review it and make sure that it's right for you. Again, we're only opening this up to people who it's right for. It's going to be on Broadway, downtown Nashville. We got a great uh, location and it's, we don't have a huge room. It's not going to be a ton of people, but if you have a COO, you can bring your COO. So there's uh, the cost is for two people. So the CEO and COO, if you don't have one, you can come on your own. It's fine. So um, we'll have a little bit more details on it, a website and stuff like that, that I'll share with you guys. But, um, and if you're coming to this event, read rocket fuel before you come. Because you, I want you to be Great. in that mindset and have that idea. Um, and if you're in this position and you're not coming and you're ready to hire a COO, but you're like, this is not for me, the dates don't work, go read Rocket Fuel right now. Trust me, read it. It's a great book. It's phenomenal about this uh, relationship. And it's what I think really helped Nate and I kind of solidify uh, what we did ahead of time. So, um, all right, Dan. Hey, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. I know it was a long, a long podcast, but I think... Uh, I, honestly, I could talk for another hour on this stuff. It's, it's so cool. Uh, I love it. Yeah, fun stuff. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast with Dan Coleman, our, our EOS coach at Blackjack. And we just brought him in recently. We did our first event with him. It was fantastic. Just a phenomenal guy all around. We got a ton from that event. It was amazing. So uh, I wanted to jump on at the end here and we whipped up a website really quickly after that podcast to send you guys to for the CEO COO event that we're doing in December, December 6th and 7th here in Nashville uh, with Nate and myself. So it's dash two of dash two live.com dash the number two live.com. So D A S H dash the number two live.com. And just to give you a quick background, we've rebranded the company. I set it up where I put my stamp on it and aviation was, is kind of the theme, right? This altitude group, this runway group and the seven figure flipping structure. The, what I wanted to do was think about this event as this in my mind goes to aviation related terms as we talked about at flip hacking live and you guys have heard on the podcast so dash two in military aviation is you've got a lead aircraft in a formation and you've got a wing aircraft so you've got two aircraft in formation the lead aircraft is called lead and the wingman is called dash two so we say uh and let's just assume you have four or five different aircraft in the uh, formation as well there would be dash three dash four dash five and go on and on and on so dash two is like the next man up anything happens to the lead aircraft lead aircraft goes down lead aircraft goes lost comps things like that happen then dash two is kind of that next up to take over and the same thing is is happens in our company if the ceo is not available the ceo is not there then the coo is the next in, in command the next in charge and and we look at it in a military uh, structure The you have the commanding officer and you got the executive officer. So lots of different things in my mind from the military standpoint, but um, we decided to call this event dash two, the dash two event. So dash two live.com, you guys can go there and it's the number two, not written out TWO. So dash two live.com go there and you can, you can see all the information about the event location, stuff like that. And it'll have an application for you to fill out. So if you want to go, you've got to fill out that application. It doesn't matter if you're in our mastermind group or you're not in our mastermind group. If you think this event is for you, and remember, I said, this event is only for you if you're ready to hire a COO, you currently have a COO, or you recently hired one, or you've had one for years inside of your company. It could be a flipping company, wholesaling company. Really, this is not going to be specific to those two things that we do. It's going to be 
in real estate in general company. So if you have a property management company or you have a large uh, construction company, this is going to fit for anybody that's in the real estate space. We're not going to specifically talk about wholesaling and, and house flipping. We're going to be talking about leadership, about growing your company, about hiring a COO, training a COO, onboarding them. What do you do? How do you remove yourself from your business if you're the owner and CEO of the company on the day-to-day -day operations? So if that's for you guys, then go there, fill out the application. Nate and I are going to personally review all these applications and get back to you. And we're going to make sure that this thing, this thing's not going to get huge. We're going to, uh, our mastermind members are going to have first shot at it. And then we've got some people, if you're outside the mastermind, you're not in seven figure altitude, you're not in a seven figure club. That's fine. You can still apply for this. You can still come to this event and no problem. So fill out the application on uh, dash two live.com. Fill out that application. We'll get it and we'll be in touch with you guys. So that's the way to go. If you want to send us an email, you have some questions, info at house living HQ will work, but I preferably go to dash2live.com and check it out. Um, we'll have the, we'll have some information on there. We'll have the application. We'll have all that stuff. So it should answer all you guys, all your questions. Okay. I'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening to the seven figure flipping podcast with Bill Allen. If you want to grow and scale your house flipping or wholesaling business, check out more insider tips and strategies from the nation's most successful real estate investors at sevenfigureflipping.com.